Thanks for checking out and tuning in to At the Table with Paul and Brandon. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And we really hope you enjoy today's show. So we spent the last few weeks talking about motivation. Yes, we have. And it was very interesting that you brought up as we're kind of putting a bow on this topic. You brought up something that I thought was was phenomenal. And it's a scripture that I've always loved. Mm-hmm. Right? It says, for the, for the joy set before him, mm. Jesus endured the cross. That's such a crazy juxtaposition of words, right? For mm. the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. Yes. And um, when you've seen the Passion of the Christ, um, I think was, they did a great job of that. You you hear them talk and say, look at him while he kind of clinging the cross while he's, walk, while he's walking up. Right. And that's just a great imagery. Mm. And that's a motivation is that Jesus was motivated to go to the cross. Like he knew that was his purpose. He knew that was what he was called to do. And so he was motivated to give his life. Right. And I think your idea that you want to talk about is like, where do we see that motivation? Where, where does the motivation come from? And just like, like, how, what do we do with that? Because it's it's so different, right? When you think about uh, a motivation and something that we like honor and look up to, we normally don't look up to, or we don't don't tip our hats to say, "Man, I'm really motivated to to lean into pain or to lean into sacrifice or to lean into maybe giving my life." Yeah, and I think in the places where like. Like you training for a marathon, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of pain and sacrifice of time, yeah, and the the physical stresses that you put yourself through right. to accomplish that goal, mm-hmm. and so it's you have a personal motivation for it to do that. But at any moment you could tap out, correct? At any moment you just say, eh, eh, "I'm going to Bojangles today," yes, exactly. <laughs> instead of, instead exactly. of running. Exactly. I mean, you could, yeah. You know, it's like the whole you know the the buds training, right? Mm-hmm. So at any moment they can ring the bell, ding 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 ding. I'm out, you <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. and it's like, okay, right. Okay. Okay. You know, um, and we understand through Jesus power, you know, he was fully God. He, he could have tapped out like that could have been his, uh, within the realm of his authority to say, eh, I don't think it's worth it. I'm not going to do it. Um, at any moment in that excruciating, grueling, uh, episode of, you know, the trial, the beating, like, like just the emotional stress of it all the accusations against him and everything and his friends betraying him and abandoning him and then him going through the beating, the flogging and then trying to carry the cross and then Mm -hmm. being nailed on the cross and then the excruciating Mm -hmm. death, like Mm -hmm. that whole journey of pain and suffering there, there had to be a a motivation beyond normal Mm -hmm. because most people in that situation that Jesus was in, they don't have the, they don't have the ability to tap out. Correct. I mean, they're there because, Society has deemed that they need to be crucified. They need yes. to be executed. Yes, and so it's going to happen. Whether they want, there's there's no bell for them to ring. Nope. There's there's no arm for them to tap to like to get out of the chokehold or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just they're going to endure it. But for Jesus, that wasn't necessarily the case because he had the power to overcome it. I mean, he even told uh, Pilate, you know, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, then then I would take care of it. Like I would handle this business. Like no it's one not, takes my life. I'm no, laying, I'm laying I, it down. I'm laying it 100%, down. hundred percent. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. What does it take? What is the motivation behind that level of sacrifice? It, so this is another story. Like okay. this goes into something physical, right? I was talking to Camilla, my wife last week, maybe, yeah, last week, and we were talking about because we're going to take our middle son mm-hmm. to school. So our oldest son 
is going to community college and he he was he was a COVID baby, right? He he had his graduation prom, all that stuff got messed up. Right. Had to spend the time at home. And so he's still at the house. And so he's he's getting these things going on. And so my second son, Nehemiah, he's deciding he's gonna go down to Florida. And so we're I was talking about like that change of like, man, I'm gonna miss him and he's gonna be gone and how he's hanging out with friends and how we're saying that isn't it odd now that we're at this age that we understand how our parents loved us now that I'm in that spot. Right. I remember when my dad took me to the airport mm-hmm. and he dropped me off. And at that time you could walk up to the gate and I was got on the flight to go to Arizona. Right. And he knew that I wasn't coming back home until Christmas. Yeah. He cried. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I'm gonna be home in a couple months. Like, you know, I, I, right. at that time, I was like 18, like, what are you doing? Like, it's not, I'm not going off to war. Right. But now I'm in this spot. <laughs> And I totally now get it. Yeah, because it, because it's everything, right? Yeah. It's such a difference. Like there, it's a it's a it's a it's a milestone. Mm. It's, it's they're becoming an adult. You realize that they're it's not going to be the same. That even though right. they're coming back home, they're not coming home the same. Mm-hmm. So I get it now. The same as what I was trying to say is that I told her I said at one point when I had children, mm-hmm. if you'd be like, hey, they need to get a kidney or an organ, I'd be like, ah, I don't know, but I would do it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I said I was still kind of selfish then. I said, now I'm at a point now where if my sons needed a heart, I would give them my heart if that meant that my life ended and they went forward. And I think that's kind of the motivation for that. It's love. Mm-hmm. That love makes you do things that you never would have thought you would do. Right. And then the greater the love, the greater willing to have a sacrifice. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so like I can tell you right now, 20 years ago, when I was 20 and, and Christian was put in my arm, I, I loved him. And I was like, wow, I have my first son. Right. And I would have done for him. But I'm telling you right now that I would not have thought that I want to maybe die for him. Does that make sense? Like, I would have, but like, it now it's no question asked mm-hmm. that 20 years later, I would say, yeah, if my son had to live and that means I have to die, that I make that choice easily. So what, what's the difference? D- deeper, deeper, deeper love. Yeah. Deeper, deeper love. Like, like a love that... A change of of what matters, mm. a change of of who's important. Like like I value him more than me. Like him him having a longer life, him being able to live is more important than mine, and that changes. Mm. And so in that sense, Jesus was saying, "I value your eternity over my temporary pain." Right. He was able to show us in that place how motivation should work. That that I can suffer excruciating pain for a moment that's 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 going to be a drop in the bucket that's going to bring you eternity right and just like for you as a dad and me as a dad like we can be like hey we've had a good run you're in your 50s i'm in my 40s man if if i can give my son 20 more years i'm done bro yeah i'm out like mm. okay that's good mm. and I'm, I'm okay with that because of that love mm. but like when i like when i was 21 22 i was still selfish i still feel like i had life to live Right. And so I, I would say on paper that you give your life for your kid, but you know what? You gotta really question you gotta really ask yourself, would you really? I just think those thoughts. You know me, I'm I'm able to be real with myself. I, yeah, I mean I I think it's it's a deepening love, but it's also a personal maturity too. What do you mean? What do you mean L- by personal like maturity? Like in other words, it's it's you understanding more clearly now who you are and your purpose in life than you did then. Correct. And yes, so that to, that to me is what we've talked about before. This idea of growing and maturity. Mm-hmm. When you begin to realize that 
that the world doesn't revolve around you, that there's a bigger purpose for who you are. Yes. And, you know, at this point, I mean, you've studied a lot of scripture. You've taught a lot of scripture. <laughs> right. And so that has to a little bit sink in, yeah. you know, over time. <laughs> like, something. We, something. <laughs> and so we begin to understand the depth yeah. of the love of God, but also the calling of God on our life mm-hmm. and the purpose that we have. Mm-hmm. And so our purpose is so far beyond us. It's so far beyond any of our personal fleshly desires and goals. And where we're supposed to be going to is great anyway. Right. So if you lay down your, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, exactly. And so the, 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 the thought to sacrifice is, is it motivate, comes from a place, a motivation of a place of growing maturity mm. and a recognizing, uh, the value of love. It's in, in like, you loved a Christian, but now from the time he was born, of you've, course, had, right. you've had twenty years of intertwining your life with that. Yes, young man. that is so true, bro. And so, like, it's yes. like he's he's a huge part of you, hundred percent. I mean, I've only known him for a couple of years, and I'd give up a kidney for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, I mean, normally, right. like, yeah, 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 right, yes. But he's family yeah, to yes, me. Like, yes. so I think that over time, you you begin to realize, yes, um, I I can see that. Yes, you know, I, right. I, I can, yes. I can really see that. I, I felt that level of love. Yes, you know, having a granddaughter, who son, like it just, I mean, whatever she needs, you know, take, take all my, take my arms and my legs, whatever. Like it's just, you need Papa's eyes. Here they, here they yeah, are, baby. Here yeah, they right, are, baby. exactly. And, yeah, and, you know, uh, I, I think the other thing to me when I when I think about the motivation of the cross is, uh, Jesus very clearly knew his purpose. And his purpose had been established, you know, well before his birth. And I think the fulfillment of the word of God mm-hmm. was another motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but but the whole the whole plan was was rooted in love and grace and mercy. But it was also something that God uttered and spoke that was going to happen. But I love what you just said about time and yes. grade. Okay, because one of my favorite parts about the uh, Egyptian saga, the Exodus, okay, is that it said that he had heard that their people cry for four hundred some years, right? And so, like from the garden until Jesus is in front of Pilate, is a long time, hmm. and so that's a long time to be intermingled, right? So, like him and the Father, they knew what they want. Does that make sense? Right. Like it wasn't like the garden and then Jesus. Like it's been time. Right. So he's been with humanity. He's hmm. been watching having his heart broken, seeing the distress, mm. being there. So I think what you said too is that it is time, it's, it's love and time. Right. And we even see that with the father, right? That mm. it's like, this was the plan from the beginning, but it still was executed at this place. Right. And so when Jesus shows up, he knows what's all been at stake and what's going to be at stake. And I think that does come through from time. Yeah, but it's like, I think the other aspect that I'm trying to, to, to isolate is the idea that, um, like, like you have said, to other people, I'm running this marathon in the fall. Okay. And so you've put your word out. Oh, there. yes. <laughs> and, and, yes. And so when you're yeah. when you're training, it's not just if you quit, I'm just not going to run it. Correct. It's I'm 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 not living up to what I spoke that I was going to do. So true. And so you, our integrity and our honor is at stake if we don't follow through with that. And God can't lie. And God God he can't. God just simply can't. <laughs> yes. And so yeah. the motivation is clear that that hmm. that that redemptive story and the way it played out was already spoken. I mean, we can read Isaiah chapter 53 and see the the picture of the cross painted right then. And so 
it was it was not just a motivation of love that was at the core of the whole promise, but also a motivation of integrity of the word of God had to be fulfilled. And so I think that's something to be thought about too. Is like this is the God that we serve. That when He has spoken, He will fulfill. Now it might take four hundred years. You know, <laughs> right? The, we may never see it in in the breathing of our life. Mm-hmm. The, the the fulfillment of His promise. But it's not me. It doesn't does, make Him not faithful. It doesn't Correct. make Him not faithful. Correct. Correct. And yep, yep. and I think looking back yep. on it now, like how how amazing is it for us at this season of the existence of humanity to to, to be able to look in the rearview mirror and see the cross? Yes, yes. Whereas how many generations came before and didn't have the cross? It's a good perspective. Yeah, you know, I mean, they had God, they yeah. had the promise of God, they had the sacrificial system, but even people outside of the Jewish heritage, yeah, they didn't they didn't really see that. They didn't have that, and so I think um, I'm I'm ever mindful, uh, probably not enough, but I try to remind myself often how, how blessed I am as a Gentile to be living uh, after the cross. The thing that gets it for me, breaking it back down even to our neighborhood, yeah. is that you know we were trying to build a multicultural church. Mm-hmm. We, we have uh, uh, a heart for foster families and, and the widows and orphans and just that whole defenselessness. And I feel like sometimes we can get discouraged. And, um, you know, I talked about when we had a, a leadership meeting that, you know, um, don't get weary in well-doing, mm-hmm. right. That it, that it can be hard. Like you can grow tired in well-doing because it's, 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 it's difficult. Yeah. I think one of the things that keeps us motivated is God's word, right. Mm-hmm. He said God, God's love for humanity and love for us, but God's word is going to be true. Right. And I also think about the fact, like you said before, there are people who've gone before you and I who had this hope back in the thirties and forties and think about how far we've come. Oh, like, we haven't come far enough, but right. think about that. Like our church is full of black, white, Hispanic, Asian people are right. coming. Right. And that, that was illegal at some point. Yes. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like we have interracial people that are married together and have beautiful kids mm-hmm. that was illegal right and so like i we can get caught up on where, how far we have to go but sometimes you got to be able to look back i love that rear view and be like man we're still blessed to see that yeah. and and that motivates me as well to keep digging in because somebody else was still motivated and didn't get to see like dr, dr. Yeah. king never saw obama mm-hmm. you know and so right. i feel like right. those are right. the things that you like you know you're thinking like you know like 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 moses never got to see a a a a Pentecost, you know, like no. that. So it's just, I think in our context, it's like, man, what motivates us should still be that love, and we can stand firm on God's word as well, because he, we might not be to see it, but we can still be motivated that we're we're taking a step to move the ball forward in that being accomplished. Yeah, I mean, Moses didn't even get to see the walls of Jericho. Come he down. didn't, man. Yeah, but Moses sat and taught with God as a man taught to his friend. He sure did. He did. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> what is that? I, I mean, what I is mean, that? Yeah. yeah, like what what do we need? Yeah. And and I think for us isn't isn't the cross enough? Like isn't that enough for us to be able to say um the the motivation there is is really unfathomable from for our, from our human perspective. I mean, we can grasp glimpses of it in the sacrifice that we would make for our children, yes. maybe for our spouses, right. maybe for our close friends, whatever. But it's still not the comprehensive understanding of not just the physical aspect of Jesus' death, but also the taking on the weight of our sin. Like that, when you take the purity of God, the mm-hmm. righteousness of God, mm-hmm. and you lay the sin of humanity on God, mm-hmm. it's 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 um, it's like throwing a cat in water. Like it's mm-hmm. just like the the a creature that just simply can't take something. Like it's just 
you can just imagine when you have purely righteous and, and the purity of pures. Like you just had this image of a cat, don't you? Because no, I've tried to do it before. Have you, you ever seen this before? You tried to put a cat I, in water. Have man. you ever tried to do this before? Have nah, you ever seen it? Nah. They are the most wiry creatures ever. Okay. They they put their paws out. They'll like curl back up and claw. I mean, it's it's hilarious. I, I mean, I can't envision it's what it would be insane. like. Insane. Um, it's funny. They they just it's like you said. It's almost impossible. Okay. Like it's almost you can't almost throw a cat because he just he gets on you. Like they're just very weird creatures. I mean, I don't, I've never tried to throw a cat. I wasn't. I'm, I mean, I'm not trying. I'm not. A, I'm not like a lover of cats, but I'm not a hater. Why of cats don't you try to get Peter on me? Okay, I'm not. Man, I wasn't just, trying. To, I'm just saying. I'm just man. saying. We try to move it like I had a kitten. Get I was on just me using it as an illustration. You just went all dark with it. I'm just saying. What do you think the motivation of Jesus to take on our sin? Right. And when that is so contrary to his character, and and it's not just the the physical pain. I think sometimes we lose hmm. sight. Of my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You lose, you think you and, lose, and that was that was the moment of the darkness of our sin, and the isolation that he felt from the Father. And so I feel like to mm. me, it's it's the, what what he endured was so eternally significant, right? From past and and future, that I think sometimes we lose sight of the sacrifice that was truly there and the depth of the motivation it took to get there. And so, what do you think the application from that story for us is? Like, if you were to say, what is, because it's supposed to be all scripture is teachable, right? right? So, like, what should we get from that scene that should move us in our relationship? Like, is it, because, is, like, we're not, because we're not, none of us are called to sacrifice. Jesus was called for that in that way. Right. So then, is it, do you feel it's a call to sacrifice? Do you feel like it's something that we should be motivated to sacrifice? Like, what do you think the application for the average person is from that? I think we're supposed to be Christ followers. Right. I mean, the first Christians were jokingly called Christians. Correct. Like little Christ ones yes, is yes, literally what exactly. it means. And so I feel like in the to the best of our ability in, in purely human form, um, we are to try to follow Jesus and emulate his calling to sacrifice. Okay. And so I think it, it doesn't necessarily mean we physically are crucified. Correct. But I do think it, it means Jesus told us to take up our cross daily. Yes. And to deny ourselves. And to follow him. Yeah. And so I think that pathway calls us to a, a personal selflessness, like that idea that we talked about, that, that true maturity is getting to a place where you just don't take yourself too seriously. Yep. And you recognize that the the value and the care and the well-being of others is is more important and should be something you work harder at than your own well-being. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you get to that place, then you're starting to get the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. The renewing of your mind taking place, you're beginning to realize that the, the Spirit of God in you brings you to the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, all the things that Paul wrote about as the fruits of the Spirit. And so I think truly taking on the the, the selfless sacrifice of the cross means for us that we're living and serving in in the in the best way that we know how following Jesus in our relationships sacrificially. Yeah, he said the son of man didn't come to be served but to serve. Right. And I think that as we wrap up this whole idea of motivation, mm-hmm. generally we're motivated for stuff. We're motivated for us. Yep. And I think that Jesus was motivated for others and that as we mature mentally and spiritually, our motivation will 
naturally become more outward focused. Yes. Because I've definitely seen that in my life now, mm-hmm. that I'm definitely at a place where those things don't matter like they used to. Like the car, the house. Like I'm more I'm more thinking about my kids, my grandkids. I'm thinking about you know I'm thinking about I'm thinking about other things right you know it's just it's not selfish things I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about others I'm, I'm I'm more other focused and I think that when you're listening to this and you're hearing messages and you're at that age it's hard to hear that right because you're yeah. you're still in that mindset where you know you're trying to be selfish but like everything almost seems naturally self centered for you at that time yeah and so I feel like just like maturing you realize how no you can have you can make the decision to let that go yes because at some point you feel like I just can't do that like what do you mean like don't worry about your car like I remember for me I was like well I, that's easy for you to say I have a jalopy right so like I, I would hear somebody who had a running vehicle that ran good like oh don't worry about what you're driving like I am worried about my driving because I don't want to walk because I'm not sure I'm going to get there. Yeah. But now, I don't even care about that now. Does that make sense? Like, so right. I've matured to be like, it doesn't matter. Hmm. And that's that does take time. And I think that just grows in spiritual stuff. We talked about before, realize that nothing's really going to satisfy. Everything's going to break. Everything's going to get old. That's why it says, don't store up treasures where moth and thieves, right? Age and other people. Mm-hmm. Natural circumstances, unforeseen circumstances. Mm-hmm. But put it in heaven anyway. And so that's what God was talking about. That, you know, for the joy. Like, it, it'd be a joy for you to pick up your cross because you'll know why you're doing it. Right. It doesn't sound like it when you're young and when you're going when you're going through it, but if you can get this mindset mm. to realize that man, you're becoming more like me and you're maturing and you and you are entering into that 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 right motivation, then it becomes a joy. And I never thought that would be the case either, but it has been that it is a joy to take up my cross and deny myself because when I'm denying myself, I'm more like him and when I'm more like him, I'm more like who I'm supposed to be in the beginning and that's the best motivation thanks again for checking out this week's episode of at the table with paul and brandon be sure that you like and subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode we'll see you then